The next question is something that I meant to ask way in the beginning. So mm -hmm. let's just go back to your like early years. Go for it. You know, I get off track. I told you that it's the ADHD. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> so I'm pretty sure this is the question that you were kind of expecting to get whenever you do one of these. But like, what's okay? If I were to phrase it in a more interesting way, what started? What was the how, when did that light bulb, like, I don't know, when did it go bright or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> Look, I'm just like, you know. Like for VO? Yeah, like, when did this all begin for you? Like, where did that, when did all of this stuff, like, where did that creative itch? Where, when did you first start <laughs> scratching that itch? Okay. <laughs> or something like that. Okay, yeah. we're so going, we're going, okay, we're going yeah. back to young Ariana. Yeah, to um, young, young, young Ariana. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. I think pretty much you were born and then you started, you know, screaming. I, I was born and I screamed into a Neumann right out of the womb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a success no. story uh, of all time. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, Ariana I... 2022. Yeah, that's the way, you know, that's the only AMG way to be successful in this industry. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be a baby voice actor. Um, no, I was not a baby voice actor. I was a young aspiring child who saw animations on YouTube and said, oh my God, how can I be a part of that? I had been doing theater since I was in the fourth grade. Um, and I, I always loved it, but gosh, I had an awful, awful case of stage fright, um, that took me years to get over. Um, and you know, I, I knew I loved to sing, but it was really hard for me to to sing in front of other people, um, to express myself on stage without being embarrassed. Um, I was especially worried about playing villains and mean characters because I was like, oh, my God, they're all going to think that's what I'm actually like and not, you know, that I'm an actor. Um, but that there's a on my website bio there's I want to see if I can pull it up because it's pretty hysterical and very true that my bio says um, I dreamt of performing in front of millions, but had too bad a case of stage fright to actually make that a reality. I would let you only, I would only let you listen to me sing as long as you did not clap. And that is a hundred percent true. The moment that people clapped and acknowledged that I did something, I would run away crying. Um, so not really indicative of somebody who was going to do this as a career. And yet here I am, you know, I loved it so much that I, um, you know, learned to deal with my stage fright. And I still do get bouts of it every now and then. But I just feel so grateful to be doing what I'm doing that it, I'm able to work through it. Um, and basically, like I said, at the age of 12, um, gosh, I don't even know how I really found it. Um, but I we're going nitty gritty. This is exactly what happened. I discovered um, Warrior Cats fan animations on YouTube. And one of them being, um, I believe someone was trying to basically create like an anime adaptation. Um, it was called SSS Warrior Cats. And oh my God, Ariana, young Ariana was like, oh my God. And this is so cool. And, and found out that there were people who were voice acting on YouTube who were a part of this. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, I love cartoons. I love animation. I... I love I love animals like so being able to be able to voice an animal was such a cool like idea to me because I was like oh my god I don't have to be seen by anyone <laughs> I can sing 
um, because especially when singing started becoming a lot more popular in like these animated spaces. Um, and I can do these silly voices that I always found myself doing. Um, I can do that. And oh my God, that's so exciting. So um, I started, you know, basically being like, okay, open cast and call animated series. And I would search that all the time. Um, and I started with my computer microphone on my computer. Like, I think it was like my parents' computer at the time and would submit auditions. They were terrible quality. Um, I then moved to like my phone eventually when I was old enough to get one. Not great quality. <laughs> um, but then for a long time, well, I, I went to um, one of those like handheld performance mics for like SingStar and I put a pop filter in front of that and I used that for a little bit. Like I was innovating what I could. And then for Christmas, um, probably when I was like 15 or 16. So I've been doing this for a couple of years. Um, been, you know, auditioning for work as projects, original animated products that I could find that other young people uh, were doing at the time. Young animators, same thing, aspiring animators, aspiring voice actors were doing at the time. Um and I was also, I became very involved, I would say at the age of like 14 in the Brony community, which I will touch on um, in a second. But for, at the age of like 15 or 16, my parents got me for Christmas um, my first XLR mic. And it was a Bluebird. Um, had her for many a years. She was the last mic I got before upgrading to the setup I am in right now. And I only upgraded last January, this past January. So I lived on the Bluebird for like, Oh, seven years. Um, I don't know if that math is right, but seven years, <laughs> um, a long time. And uh, in regards to the Brony community, um, I, I, uh, you know, watched. Oh God, when I was like fourteen, maybe I came across My Little Pony Friendship is Magic as I was starting to watch more modern animated TV, and I was like, Oh my God, it has music. These characters are so fun. And I started practicing impressions and then like fell in love with the that um, like artistic community um, and, you know, the, the Brony and Pegasister community, the, the pony community in general um, still does. But especially at that at that time before the show ended makes so much art like oh my goodness, I am always stunned by the amount of creativity that came from all of those communities. The Warrior Cats community too, like the Warrior Cats multiple animators project map community is like insane. Um, the animators that um, are in that community, oh my God, like it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I did, I did voice work for the Brony community for a little bit. I was um, very, very commonly I voiced... Um, Applejack, um, the Southern Belle sweetheart, who now um, inspires my performance for Abby Darcy and Muscle Maddie, actually. Um, but yeah, I was I voiced Applejack a lot um, in fan projects, and it taught me a lot about, um, you know, who I was as an actor and how to bring my own unique voice to a voice match and how to you know, also develop my own characters and my own acting style. And um, I got to be uh, a guest at a convention one time for the Bernie community at like 16. And it was the coolest experience of my life. Um, and I, I give a lot of thanks to both the Brony and the Warrior Cats and just like the YouTube animation community for kind of building up my confidence and getting me to where I am today. Because 
And that again, that's why it's so important to me to give so much back to these young voice actors and these young animators because I was you. I was there and I loved every minute of it. And I wanted spaces for people like us. And so it's important to me to create those spaces. Um, but yeah, so discovered that, did all of that. Um, and then around my senior year of high school, you know, I really started focusing on musical theater more. I was still doing my school musicals, things like that. Um, but I really honed into it when I decided I wanted to major in musical theater. Um, and for those of you who have done the college audition process, as you know, it is very cutthroat. It is very intense. And so I put a lot of my focus and my energy into that. And then I got into Emerson and I went there for four years and focused on musical theater and VA was kind of, uh, voiceover was kind of on the back burner for a little bit. Um, but I still knew how much I loved it so much so that I ended up curating my degree so that I graduated with a concentration in voice acting. I did directed studies. Um, I had enough credits to create a minor, um, but due to timing, unfortunately could not, but that's why I have a concentration. Um, and I was really passionate about it. And by my senior year, they actually offered a voice acting class. Um, I don't know if that was due to me, but I definitely, um, campaigned for that a lot during my time at Emerson. And I continue to campaign for more, um, voiceover education in collegiate spaces, in, um, high school spaces, in all kinds of spaces, um, because we're here and we are an amazing generation of actors and, and, it's also why I say I'm a voice actor because yes, I do voiceover, but I also do voice acting because VA and VO is acting. Um, and, uh, yeah. So after that, I pretty much focused on VO after I graduated. And I still, I did a couple of musicals post-grad that I wrapped, um, over the summer. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. So doing VO now and loving every second of it. Uh, sounded like college must have been a great, like, <clears throat> you know, learning experience for you. And I certainly it really know was. That, yeah, certainly was. And I certainly know that um, you have a nice supportive family who are just like, yeah, mm -hmm. we're going to be your biggest cheerleaders. Like, you do this. Yes. 100. Really grateful for them. 200. 120% cooler or whatever yeah They're right like, oh my gosh 20 percent cooler that's yeah. right 100% like yeah I know that having a supportive you know group of friends colleagues and even family can really help you along it really goes a long way it really really does that's a good yep. important lesson to have in mind so yeah um let's see I also wanted to because I know I've asked before like what are the differences between acting up on the stage and doing VO or like stuff like that but how would you say that, because I know that having that experience in, mus experience in musical theater had definitely mm -hmm. helped you along the way when it came to, uh, with the skills and everything that you learned um, when you're doing plays, and then you've adapted that into getting behind the microphone and just, I don't know, make silly, yeah. dumb noises and just, you know, just scream, scream into a microphone for money or whatever. But yeah, I bet that yeah. must have been a really helpful, like you know, transition for you. Um, was it yeah, easy it was or did so you still have to learn like a couple of things along the way as you started? Yeah, there were definitely still things I had to learn for sure. Um, and I'm still learning, but, and that's why All I of us are. To take classes. Yeah. I, I take as many classes as I can. I love classes. I call myself a forever student. Um, but I, considering the lack of voiceover and voice acting in collegiate environments, 
I probably couldn't have pursued, in my opinion, a better degree than a theatrical one, whether it be theater or musical theater, depending on if you choose to pursue a path that involves singing and dancing or not. Um, But the singing and dancing aspect, one, singing being, you know, much more common in VO now and being a a very desirable skill set from what I've heard a lot of people talking about because, you know, we have a lot of animated series that have music now. Um, And then dancing allowed me to really connect with my body. Um, I think what a lot of people don't realize is VO work still involves your body. Um, When I say a lot of people, I mean people outside of the VO space. Um, Because anybody who's a voice actor will know that involving your body in a read makes all the difference. Um, And I think really connecting with my body with the dance part of my education and the acting part, because I studied um, under the uh, the um, methodology, I guess, of uh, like Kristen Linklater, um, who does uh, has an amazing book called, I believe it's called Freeing the Natural Voice. Um, I studied that book in college, 100% recommend it. Um, so I studied like Linklater technique and I studied Stanislavski and Meisner. And all, it was, Emerson's a bit of an amalgamation of different things, which I really appreciated that I didn't stick to one technique. It allowed you to really find the one that worked the best for you as an actor, because not every technique is going to work for every actor. Um, But yeah, coming from a a musical theater or theatrical space, I think was a huge benefit. Um, And I encourage every voice actor to at least take one improv class. Um, Get out of your shell, get into your body. Yeah, get into your body um, or take it, even take a dance class Um, or just like some sort of movement class, just like feeling your breath and... um, you know, recognizing how it connects to our performance um, is huge. It's huge. Um, but improv is like number one. Um, any class that I go to, um, when people ask a similar question, their response is, you know, we love seeing when people have a theatrical background because we know that they're in with their body and we know that they can connect strongly to a character and um, really make strong choices. And so, gosh, you don't have to have a degree to succeed in this stuff, but... It doesn't hurt to take an improv class, you know, and and also, of course, it doesn't hurt in a lot of ways to really study these things in a collegiate space or um, in in a, a, a abundance of classes with some amazing places that I've taken classes with uh, Adventures in Voice Acting, VoiceOver Camp, Real Voice LA. Um, oh, gosh, uh, there's so many um, Help Network, which is a Help Academy Um Gosh, I know I'm forgetting some, but there's some amazing places um, that I will always consistently recommend. And I I have them on my Twitter. So anyone wants to ask, I'll always be like, yes. Oh, Cassandra Lee Morris has some awesome classes. Um, But yeah, uh, theatrical background. Yes, I think it's good. Take an improv class. um, And if you don't like it, that's okay. You, you, You did it one time and it allowed you to expose yourself and you know for next time hey that wasn't for me um and you find what works for you but um i definitely encourage every voice actor to at least try and voice lessons too singer or not take a voice lesson um learn how to connect with proper technique to your voice even if your end goal is not singing learn how to sing um even if you're not confident in your voice learn how to use it in a healthy manner um, 
because it's it's huge and it connects to right back to vocal health and it connects right back to longevity in this career and um, stamina and all kinds of things. Um, So even if you don't sing, if you have no plans on your life singing, get in a voice class, get a singing teacher, explore that, explore that. That's all I encourage is exploration. So, yeah. Certainly been a long journey for you. And um, I know that with your... You definitely sound nice with that studio booth you got there, even though we can't Yay! really see it, unfortunately. Well, but I'm yeah, glad it sounds really nice. great. Yeah, I'm glad it must have carried you very far with your journey. So um, I do want it to... Let's now... Let's just have some fun here. Let's just gush about anything now. So um, it's this time... We're getting to this part of the interview. Um, so of all the... Just everybody, if you want to shout out... Anyone that you've worked alongside with, actors oh, who no. inspired you, people you've worked with, and just family, friends, just anybody in general, like, just, come on, just, you know, you just gotta shout out. You just gotta give, you know, the people the spotlight they deserve. Twitter, yeah. online, oh my gosh. in real life, IRL, anybody that comes to mind. This is, this is hard because... <laughs> I don't want to forget anyone, and I have ADHD, so if I forget anyone, I apologize. Um, Because I've also met, oh my god, so many amazing people um, in my lifetime, and in my last nine months in VO Twitter alone. Um, But off the top of my head, um, I had a really amazing mentor during my time at Emerson who's a wonderful friend of mine, uh, Maria Nikolakakis. She's an amazing... um, actor, voice actor, entrepreneur, um, incredible person. Um, my parents and friends and family, the most canned answer, but it's true. It's true. Um, I love them. They've consistently supported me and my passions. Um, another one being, um, Amelia Broom, the head of Emerson's performing arts department. Amazing. Really made my time at Emerson so wonderful. Um, my agent, Portia Scott, phenomenal, just so, so lovely, um, really, really an amazing agent um, who cares for her her talent um, and really cares about things like representation. And I, I always feel so seen and understood by her um, and, and um, she's awesome. So her, um, the amazing people from VO Camp, like I said, um, who were in my cabin, who I met there. Um, all of you were amazing. And, and Kritzia and um, Julia for coordinating the um, retreat. Incredible people. All of those who worked on it. Uh, Gloria, Han. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Hari. Um, and then Twitter-wise, like I said, I've met some amazing people on Twitter. Um, one of them being... Um, my friend Addie, uh, who is incredible. And um, I just want to shout out for consistently, um, you know, making space for Swana Amina voices um, because that is not a huge focus in the performing arts industry at all. Um, and as representation starts to, you know, become more recognized as in its importance, um, Addie is consistently working on paving the way for... Um, Swana and Mina talent, and I'm so grateful for that. And the same goes for um, Christina Costello, who does the same thing. Um, and Addie has created this wonderful space for us to connect. Um, and I'm super grateful. 
for her and for all of those people um, who are involved and all, just honestly, everyone, like everyone who has welcomed me into the community and taken a chance on me um, because, you know, I'm still new to the Twitter space and I've, I've already made a lot of friends. Um, so I'm grateful for all y'all. Yeah, I know you mentioned a couple projects, but what are some of your all-time favorite projects that you've ever worked on? Just in general, Ooh. throughout your throughout your career. Ooh. TBD is what I'll say. Um, and then also I've loved working on um, Crocaboo um, because I just, the wonderful, wonderful um, uh, group of people, Adrian Animations, who uh, kind of, you know, spearheads that is awesome. Um, there's another one I'm working on called, uh, Quinlan right now, which is another musical series, um, that is currently in development. And I've loved working on that. Same with, um, another indie animated series called Wolf Moon, um, that, um, is the animation style is beautiful. The story is amazing. And I've loved voicing, um, two of the characters in that one. Um, and you know, a lot of these indie projects are still on the way. None of these have come out yet. Um, and I, I, uh, feel really grateful to be able to talk about them because they all have some sort of online presence um but then you know um, I really loved working on 2k um NBA was awesome a super cool experience it was my first gig with my agent um and it felt surreal um so that that's always going to hold a special place in my heart um and I I look forward to continuing to work for Muscle Maddie um and um yeah, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of projects. Uh, some of the stuff I did for the Brony community um, with a really good friend of mine, Magpie Pony, um, Princess Trixie Sparkle. A lot of people who follow me know me from that. Um, in my time when I went under uh, a, uh, I guess, a, what, a pseudonym, a stage name um, in my early days of YouTube. Um, but I, it's hard to pick a favorite. I love all of the projects that I do. I feel so grateful. Um, and I just... I continue to look forward because I I want to continue to do what I love. And I am confident that with the unapologetic passion that I have for it, that no matter what, I'm going to continue to connect with people and work to do what I love. Because that's my main thing is just be unapologetically passionate about what you do and what you love. Because odds are you're going to find somebody who feels the same way and says, oh my God, finally, somebody who loves this as much as I do. <laughs> and it's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, cool. So, um, let's see. Now you can talk about your favorite anything. Shows, movies, games, books, just anything that comes to mind. Childhood favorites and the ones that you're watching right now as of this present moment. Oh my gosh. Um... Wow. A million things. I've probably seen the vast majority of, like, the animated series on streaming services like uh, She-Ra, Hilda, Kipo, um, oh my god, see, drawing a blank, Gravity Falls, um, uh, there's so many, I'd have to, like, look them up. Most of them being, like, Netflix animated ones because those, for a, a long time, are the most ex easily accessible to me. Um, but uh, Centaur World, um, which I love, especially because of the music in it, is so good. Um, gosh, I'm, like, going into my continue watching right now because I'm like, God, what have I seen? Um, I'm in the middle of Cuphead right now. Um, so I haven't finished Cuphead yet. 
Um, Tangled the series. It just reminds me of a Sarah Jane Sherman, um, who did Cuphead and Tangled. Um, gosh, what else? Um, well, as I look through my list, uh, anime wise, I, I I got kind of back into anime um, over the pandemic, and I really one of my first animes that I got back into because the first anime I ever saw was Tokyo Mew Mew um, in middle school. And then I kind of fell off of anime for a little bit. And then uh, my roommate in college said, hey, you need to watch this anime called My Hero Academia. And I said, okay, bet. And I completely fell in love. Um, I love My Hero and that kind of opened the floodgates. I watched like Promised Neverland and um, uh, uh, so many different things that I've seen. Um, and still working on some of the more um, popular ones. Like I still have yet to see Sailor Moon or um, I'm working on Demon Slayer. I'm getting there. Um, but I also grew up on Howl's Moving Castle and Miyazaki. So um, that's another really special place in my heart are the is Studio Ghibli, the Miyazaki movies. Um, they kind of formulated my childhood in a lot of ways, particularly Howl's. Um, so childhood favorite i mean i remember watching that one at my yaya's house um like constantly um and it's real special to me so yeah oh arcane um incredible uh i mean the whole world recognizes that i feel like at this point um after it won so many awards um but outside of animated stuff too i like uh, a lot of things like um uh like i mentioned reality shows um I really love Never Have I Ever um, and Glow Up, the makeup competition. I'm just like literally looking at my list right now because I'm like, God, what do I even watch? Um, yeah, all kinds of things and animated movies too. It, it, this is this is the rub with me. Like, I'll, oh, I love like Dairy Girls, um, but this is the rub with me. I'll be like, uh, 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 and then after we get off, I'll remember all of these. <laughs> uh, Freaking, uh, God, what's it called? The Critical Role series, Vox Machina. Amazing. Like, all kinds of great things. So I'm going to stop talking before I just run my mouth yeah. <laughs> thinking of everything. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so what would be, like, your dream? Like, if you were to work on any series or if you got this one role that you've always wanted to play, um, what, would your, what is on your bucket list that you would love to work on in the future? Mm. I mean, similar to what I said before, like a Miyazaki movie. Um, but that is, you know, that is shooting for the stars goal. Like, that is something I would love to do someday. Um, and uh, that, I would say, you know, I, I eventually would love to be able to do a um, principal role in an anime. Um, or, because I have a, a really big background in animation, um, particularly Western animation, but... Um, anime is awesome and I, I, it, it totally fascinates me, particularly the animation is so beautiful. Um, just the kinds of, gosh, the kind of dynamics that they, they achieve, um, in Western and in, um, international, um, animation, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to dip my toes in some more anime. Um, and then probably like a, a major streaming service animated series like Netflix or HBO Max, um, and something where I can sing would be awesome because I do love it. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would probably say that. Yeah. Um, would you like to showcase some of the characters that you've done in projects before? How do you mean? Oh, showcase like um, 
if we could hear like a little demonstration of oh like uh, do a voice i'm sorry yeah oh um i mean honestly most of the characters that i voice are my natural voice um vo has started to kind of go that way but uh the first thing that comes to mind is is abby because it's uh one of my more recent bookings um but she is like i said she kind of came from the southern bell character of applejack when i was you know hyper fixating on that um but uh abby's a little more like a like a southern gal and she's got a a, a little bit of a, a range to her she it, one of the things i love about abby is uh when i saw the audition they mentioned a southern belle who wanted to be on broadway so she could sing and she was high energy and all these kind of, I was like that's perfect for me because I did musical I do musical theater and I I have this background of a southern accent so so that's that's kind of where that came from um and uh you know my my southern accent is one of those like it's become back of the pocket back pocket now um I I love to pull it out and and apply it to many different characters in their own unique ways so yeah nice nice um so you're also a writer and you recently just got into casting. So how did that mm -hmm. kind of fall into place? Like what kind of got you, I guess it's sort of like what you were saying earlier, like you loved animation and voiceover and then you've written plays before. So um, with you mm -hmm. being a writer, that's kind of something that um, you kind of consider to be like a sort of a hobby-ish or has it always been yeah. something that you were just, you know, you just really loved doing ever since you were really young. And um, yeah. then we can go into what got actually how you stumbled into the world of casting. So first writing and yeah. then casting. Yeah. So for writing, um, yeah, I've always loved writing. It's always been a hobby. Um, I dreamt of being an author for a really long time. I I still, you know, consider study, studying screenwriting because um, I'm really passionate about it. But um, I mentioned National Novel Writing Month. Um, I try to do it whenever I can. Um, I have multiple novels in the works. Um, and I have some plays that I'm working on. Like I mentioned, one of them being um, about OCD. Um, and uh, yeah, so I've I've always loved writing. I mean, one of my dreams is to write an animated series. Um, that's something that I would love to do. Um, and I, I, w I would consider it a hobby. Um, I tend to have this habit where I turn my hobbies into careers because I just want to do them all the time. And, you know, we're uh, in, in, in this society, we're, uh, you know, taught to always be productive. And a way to do that is to apply your hobbies to your career. Um, I don't know if it's the healthiest thing to do because I have so many darn hobbies. Um, but I do really want to publish a book and I do really want to write a series and and share that with people um above all I just really value creating art with other people and collaborating so I think writing kind of goes into that for me um I, I would love to write an animated series for sure totally and casting yeah uh I kind of fell into casting uh a lot earlier in my life than I thought I would um I'm still, you know, very, very low in the food chain um, in terms of, like, the professional world of it in the sense that, like, I work as um, a casting assistant. Um, and I've learned so much in my time um, working for um, one of the biggest casting companies in New England. 
I'm very fortunate. Um, and I fell into it kind of on accident. Um, I was, you know, applying to jobs uh, just before graduation, just saying, okay, uh, let's start putting my, uh, dipping my toes in the water. And I found this awesome um, job at this casting company um, working for their school and um, applied, got the job. I was like, whoa, <laughs> um, I'm super grateful. And I love working with all of the wonderful people there. Um, it's woman-owned, woman-run, small business, um, an awesome environment. And um, I work from home, which is really cool, um, getting to be in L.A., but still work for all the lovely people in Boston. Um, and, yeah, I kind of, like I said, I kind of fell into it because I, I would have never have applied um, if I hadn't gone to Emerson because I probably wouldn't have found myself in Boston. So, you know, it's one of those, like, uh, butterfly effect things like God, it was meant to be sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I work for their school. Um, I run their social media, um, and I work in the casting office as an assistant. So it's, it's really awesome. It's mostly film and television. Um, but I have learned a lot about what to do for a self tape, what not to do for a self tape, what makes a good audition, um, what the casting team wants to see. Um, and, you know, how much that we really root for everybody, because at the end of the day, like, we want you to succeed. Um, and it kind of feels surreal saying we, but I do work in casting. Um, and, you know, emphasizing how important it is that, like, casting wants you to get the part. We want you to be the person who basically solves our issue and, and shows us something that, like, we've been looking for it and sometimes we don't know what we're looking for and we we just want to meet you um and see what you bring to a part so I think that has been the most rewarding thing as somebody who works in casting and is also an actor like recognizing like how much casting is really cheering for you and and how much we just are so excited to like meet new actors and and old actors and yeah just put the puzzle all together it's really fun Right on. So something that I like to do is research talent rosters, like talent pools, yeah. agencies, conventions. Um, I've been doing, like I've mentioned before, I've been really getting into the nitty gritty of the SAC-AFTRA stuff that's been going on. Mm -hmm. Like a list of stuff to get done in a week or in a month. Um, and I just focus on the top three or five things that... I absolutely must get done for this week. Yeah, um, that's great. So it's very something to get keep yourself organized, whether it's doing auditions, video marketing, or, you know, the, the social media stuff. Like, Correct. as long as you're, like, consistently doing something VO-related, um, it's just being really very, very consistent on top of stuff. So that's something that I'm yeah. starting to do now is um, – I've got a list, and I'm actually holding a piece of paper, like, right in front of me right now, um, of just stuff that I just want to achieve and accomplish, get done and whatnot. Yep. So it's very – I just wanted to point that out because it's a very important tip. I didn't do that before. I just stumbled a lot, like all of us did, like I mentioned way, way, way back, way earlier. Um, so it's important to just have, like, you know – list of what you have to get yes. done like keeping yourself organized yes, and being huge on yes. that huge i'm yep. huge on that especially with adhd um and everybody <laughs> struggles to get organized but 
Um, one of the things that's really helped me, um, and I know I'm not the only voice actor who is a huge, huge uh, proponent, or uh, yeah, proponent, like huge, uh, like promoter of Notion. Um, I believe I think it's Vera Tan who also really, really like loves Notion. Could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's them. Um, and Notion is this amazing like digital platform, like digital planner. I'm not partnered with them. God, I wish I was because I love them. Um, but this is this is not a play, uh, paid sponsorship. Um, but I, I love Notion and it's customizable and I track all my VO stuff through there. Um, and it's it's kept me on track with so many things. Um, it just makes me feel peaceful. I like to play my ambiance and reorganize my Notion and it's it's that's again way back to one of your previous questions like what do i do to stay grounded and take time for myself sometimes it's just planning in ways that make me happy um getting getting myself back on track in an aesthetically pleasing manner um it's the little things you know what what makes you want to get your life together um and for me one of the things is notion i love i love coordinating and putting things together and getting organized it just it just makes me feel good. So I always recommend Notion um, as a tool for voice actors to get organized because it's awesome. And I, I'm i always willing to help other people like to showcase like how I set up my Notion for VO um, because I've, I've found it really helpful. So yeah. Cool, cool. So talk about Coast to Coast Agency and any advice for like if you want to apply for agencies and whatnot. Just to get that level yeah. up in your career, in the union. And your yeah, applying stuff. applying for an agent is you know it feels like that every big. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that. Truth oh my stuff. god, it's a big like step, a hump to overcome. Um, level up. But honestly, literally, literally. But honestly, like keep taking classes. Take classes with um, agents who you want to see. It's a great way to get in front of them. Of course, um, classes are never a guarantee of getting signed, um, and they they won't classes won't get you signed. But the, what they will do is they will allow people to see your work and see that you care about this, um, and want to spend time in spaces that um, are for the betterment of yourself in this industry. Um, and again. It is another place where the industry can be a little inequitable because classes, gosh, they can add up. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are things that you can write off, um, which are important. Look into the business of acting. Um, it's really important. Um, but, yeah, um, in terms of agent, like I said, find, research those agents that you want to be a part of. Cold emailing is really hard nowadays. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it does. But the best thing to do is just to get in front of them. Go to conventions, take classes, um, network, find people who are represented by the people that you want to be repped by um, and talk to them if they're willing to chat about it. Um, and also looking at an agent or an agency that you want to be a part of, look on their roster and see if they already have somebody who's kind of like you. And sometimes they might not accept your submission because they just don't need you right now for lack of better term, but sometimes they'll say, hey, circle back um, in a little bit. We might be looking for talent like you again. So just because an agent says, hey, not right now, it doesn't mean like you should get discouraged. Um, 
even if an agent doesn't respond, like, it is important to follow up without getting, you know, too pestery. Um, but gosh, like agents and casting directors and people who run rosters are so busy. I cannot stress how busy we are. Um, so it's never personal when we don't respond. Um, because there's so many emails coming through the inboxes, um, that it takes time. So sometimes, and I've, I've heard other agents and, um, casting people say this too, like, a reminder is appreciated, but also a reminder with no pressure. Um, don't pester. Don't expect an answer. Um, and they'll answer when they can. Um, but just keep putting yourself out there. And every time you reach out, update them on what you've been doing. Show that you've still been working. Show that you're serious about this. Um, and show that you're passionate about it because they want people who love what they're doing too. Um, and an, an agent also... Last note to touch on, um, especially with an agent, is it's a partnership. Um, you work for them just as much as they work for you. Um, and one of the biggest uh, known scams out there in terms of agents is if you ever have to pay to sign with an agent, run. Like, you should not pay. Um, agents get commission when they book you for a job um, based on submitting you for it. Um, and a lot of people do know this, but there are some people who do get taken advantage of, so I just want to make sure I say that. Um, but, yeah, they they it's a, it's a collaboration. It's a partnership. And your agent should be your biggest cheerleader. Um, and you want to be comfortable enough to, you know, be able to have some sort of relationship with them that allows you to be honest about what you're comfortable submitting for, what you're not comfortable submitting for, what you want to be seen more for, like PCAP or uh, dubbing. Um, you you can and should communicate these things with your agent. So, yeah. Scams. Now, that's, uh, that's a subject for another day. That's a whole thing. That is another day. About. We're already, like, almost at two hours. Exactly. That's a subject for another day. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so is that how you actually signed with Coast to Coast? I met my agent through a class, yes. And, uh, you know, through networking and through um, submitting to them, uh, essentially, like, I... I reached out and, and discussed um, getting an agent and they um, w had mentioned that they were looking for um, more people like me. So they wanted to sign me and I was really honored. Um, and it kind of went from there. And that's why I say like, no, taking a class is not a guarantee, but even like agents will tell you get in a class. It's so important because you never know who you're going to meet and you'll make these amazing connections. And you don't do this just to, you know, mooch off of other people. <laughs> like, it's not what it's about at all. Like, don't get in this career if you're looking to just mooch off of others. Um, but, you know, we all help each other. We do. And um, we just, yeah, I mean, take a class. That's that's probably the most I can say just, just as a starting point because – if you have nowhere to start, there will at least be people who are the teachers like me who will tell you where to go. Um, so take a class. Get in these spaces. Be on Twitter. Be on in Discord servers. Um, be on mailing lists for talent rosters or, or for casting companies or for um, all kinds of things. Just get your name out there. Get your name out there. That's the most I can say. And and, and demos-wise, if you don't have a demo, because so many agents um, and casting companies require a demo... It's not always required, but a lot of people will feel like this is a hump they have to get over is having their demo. Start with something. 
Like, casting just wants to hear your voice. They'd rather hear your voice than be like, no, I'm waiting for my demo before I put myself out there. Like, have some samples. Put together something, at least something, in your space so we know what you sound like because we can't cast you off of your resume a lot of the time. It's nice to see what, like, you can do. But at the end of the day, we need to hear you. So just having something while you're waiting for your demo is so much better than having nothing because I see so much talent being like, I feel like I can't start till I have my demo. I don't want to submit till then. Or, hey, I don't have a demo, but here's just having something like samples, put together a visual reel if you've done stuff or if you've not done anything, like I said, put together some samples, like put together some copy either with a friend or like just something, something that... um can be so so casting can hear you because if we can't then there's only so much we can do um because we want to help you like i said but it does also come from you so it's that sort of um that's kind of how you also got into coaching just as a segue into that was kind of what led you into you know wanting to teach and coach you know students Aspiring artists and actors. I mean, that's yeah. the point of your server, pretty much. Aspiring voice actors yeah. and animators and stuff. That's kind of the story. And, you know, guess that sort of explains what or how or, like, why you have such a passion for this is that you want people yeah. to succeed. So it's like, you know? Correct. Just share Correct. your wisdom. It's about making it yeah. accessible, too. Yeah. Wisdom because, to you know, it's understandable that, like, people, we need to make money. Like, people have jobs and a lot of... A lot of uh, voice actors do rely on coaching services to, you know, bring, bring pay the bills um, between gigs. Um, so that's something that I recognize, too. So I never would want to take away from that. Um, and that's why the server is more of a, hey, offer what you can. Recognize that this isn't going to be as hands-on of an experience as perhaps if you paid for something. But we are going to give our labor on our own time when we can because we want to see you succeed um and we were you we were in your shoes and we would have loved to have people to mentor us on our journey even if we didn't have um the ability to do so on a larger scale like paying for a class or things like that it's it's more one-off like hey i just need a little bit of advice um and it's it's a good place to start so yeah 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 um Join me next time as we, um, I don't know, as I have somebody else on and we talk about what to watch out for when it comes to scams and, you know, a bunch of this yeah. other stuff that you see. Touch on, on that next time. I'm sorry? I said, yeah, touch on that next time. <laughs> uh, that'll be an interesting discussion because I am still learning. So, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah, resources well, that you can look into online anyways. Like They're de designed to trick you, so don't feel too bad. Oh, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So, um, yeah, do you have, like, I don't know, anything that you want to discuss about? Anything that, like, you know, you can just share some of your... I mean, I know you've already disclosed, you know, a few projects that you're working on right now that you've been a part of, that you're currently involved mm -hmm. in. Um, what is something else that we can see from you in the near future that is not under wraps? NDAs are precious. Um... Yes, NDAs are very precious. Respect we don't the NDAs. Talk about Bruno. Respect them. Um, <laughs> we do not talk about Bruno. Yes, respect. Um, I still have not seen that movie. I'm, yes. I'm ashamed to say this. It's a great movie. I just I just went and saw Encanto live um the other day at the Hollywood Bowl. It was amazing. Oh my God. You know it's gonna. I yeah, missed I know it's gonna be the. You said it was too. the Hollywood Bowl. 
Yeah. Oh man, I have. Awesome. I'm not even sure if I've ever been to the Hollywood Bowl, but okay. I know this is kind of off topic, but I've been to the El Capitan Theater. That's where I watched a lot of Mm -hmm. the Disney, like, premieres, movies. They'd be coming out at the time. Yeah, El Capitan That was, like, over a decade ago. I miss those days. I really do. Just simpler. Yeah, up on Hollywood and Highland. Yes. Hollywood vibe, Um, baby. (laughs) Woo. Yes, exactly. Um, Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, no, no. But um, I was just going to say, yeah, uh, I brain i was talking about encanto live for some reason um i don't remember why <laughs> um but what what was the question anything, anything that you to want to share? share right now oh that i'm working on um oh because i said we don't talk about bruno NDAs. we don't talk about yes that's what went. okay i define we don't talk about um i feel like i've mentioned the the vast majority of like things that have been announced um like I said, most of most of it's like in my Twitter banner or like I've talked about it on Twitter or it's like on my resume um, or on my website in like the news section. Um, but as soon as I can announce things, um, I always do. So because um, I, 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 um, I feel so fortunate to, um, you know, be a part of this community and I hope to continue to contribute to it as much as I can. Um so yeah, I I would say stick around and find out. Um, I guess, <laughs> and I've taken up way too much of your time already. So that is that's all I'll say on that. Okay, what's your last piece of advice that you have to say for all the aspiring VAs, artists, whomever, just anyone in general out there? It could be life advice. It could just be, I don't know, just. Anything that comes to mind, like any, what would be yeah. your biggest, the number one piece of advice that you could give to up and coming creatives, yeah. creative individuals out there? And where do you see everything moving forward into that's the future since, you know, 2022 is almost, it's Ooh. nearly done, which, oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know, this might be the shortest answer I give <laughs> this entire podcast. Um, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, but my motto has become be unapologetically passionate. Um, and I stand by that and I will stand by that for forever. Um, because odds are you'll find someone who loves what you love as much as you do, but is too afraid to say it for fear of being ridiculed or being thought of as not serious enough about anything or, or like, you know, not picking the right career path or especially with acting. Um, and you'll inspire someone and it'll also, you'll inspire yourself and you'll become so much more connected and in love with what you do. Don't be afraid to talk about how much you love it even if there are people who will look down on you for it. I know a lot of actors struggle with that. Um, But it's my motto. I'm going to be unapologetically passionate about voiceover for my entire life because I love it. And I want everyone who wants to be a part of it to feel confident in loving it too. So, yeah. As for everything else in the future, what do you see it moving forward to progressing? Just everything, the industry, life... You know, I I hope the industry continues on this wonderful upwards trend. Um, 
And I hope and pray that I have the privilege to be a part of that. And I'm going to continue to put myself out there. Um, and I urge everyone else to do the same. Reach out if you ever want to talk. Um, my my email is uh, on my website. Uh, I think there's like a contact box. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope to see the industry continue this upwards trend. And I want to see everybody on that trend uh, with it because... You know, we, we all went through a real hard time uh, with COVID and this industry. And I, you know, knock on wood, but I'm hoping the only way to go is up. Um, and I have high hopes for everyone. So I'm rooting for all y'all. Yeah. So I'm taking this is how you want to be remembered by. Because I also ask, how would you want to weave, like, Lord forbid, if, like, I don't know. If you were to take your last dying breath, how would you want to be remembered by? How would you want to leave your legacy? Oh my goodness. We're going to get really, really I think it philosophical. Would... Yeah, I think it would be the same thing I said before, just as the one who was never afraid to express what she loved. Um, unapologetically passionate. It goes right back to that. Um, because that inspires myself, it inspires other people, and that's what really matters to me. So, yeah. Right on, right on. And, um... What's your socials? We just want to stalk you and just kidnap you. I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, we just um, want to... If you made it this far through this two-hour chat praying. of me blabbering. We're so sorry. Um, yeah, it's, you know what? Again, I'm not going to apologize because unapologetically passionate. Yeah, it's the so, same thing. And sometimes I sorry, that, but not but... sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important. Um, it's really important to me. And so I hope in turn it is important to somebody who's listening. I mean, if it's not, that's okay. I hope that you've gained at least something from this because um, that's all that matters to me. Um, but socials wise, um, you can just go on my website to find everything. It's uh, arianaNicoleGeorge.com, A-R-I-A-N-A-N-I-C-O-L-E-G-E-O-R-G-E.com. Ariana spelled like grande with one and not two. Um, and yeah, uh, all my socials are on there. My Twitter, at uh, Ariana and George. It's where I'm the most active. I hope it stays that way. Um, who's to say what's going to happen with Twitter? Um, I don't know. Um, but Instagram, at Ariana Nicole George. Excuse me, at Ariana Nicole George. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, everything else is on there. Like I said, on my website. So take a look there and uh, reach out. Nope. Yeah. There's a lot to say about Twitter right now, but I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> We've already kind of... That's another kind of Yeah, ones. it's been like almost two hours already. So anyways, um, okay, <laughs> there's one. Um, I've thought of something. Um, there's something, if there's like one property or like something that I would love to be a part of, or just something that I would love to achieve and accomplish, um, not achieve or accomplish, but like, um, no... If this year has really taught me everything, um, especially very recently, um, just, you know, we can just be the best, just, we don't even have to work hard, just be the best person that you could possibly be, and, um, feel inspired by the people, like, um, who have also inspired us, like, we're kind of inspiring a new generation, of people out there. Yeah. Um, and as I was, you know, as an attorney on this, um, I mean, recently, it's, uh, you know, one series or, like, anything that I would love to be a part of, it would be something that would be as 
culturally impactful, just downright phenomenal. It's a show like Batman the Animated Series. And um, I usually don't do this on the podcast, but, you know, I just really want to give tribute to one of the best, not just one of the best, he was pretty much the best iteration of Batman that we have ever gotten. So I just wanted to give my sh- yeah. my tribute to Kevin Conroy. Like, he was really the one mm-hmm. who, um, when I first started watching the show, it was like, oh, oh, that's Batman. His voice is so sexy. Wow, dang. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was like, you know, yeah, yeah, Mark one. Hamill, just everybody. Like, any show that is directed by Andrea Romano, just, yeah, love Andrea. So many great directors. I know you mentioned Sarah Sherman. Andrea is kind mm-hmm. of like amazing. She is. How can I say this? Andrea was to. She's pretty much like. She was the one who set the standards, set the gold standards for being a voice director, similar to how Mel Blanc set the standards, the gold standards of being a voice actor. I mean, like mm. Andrea was a legend, and if it wasn't for her, um, I wouldn't have seen names like Kevin. Mark, all of these amazing people that we have heard over the years. So, as my short tribute to Kevin, thank you, my good sir. And, um, yeah, wherever you are right now, I hope to see you and hope to, you know, just properly thank you because I never got to do so, you know, when you were still here. But, hey, if you ever need a Robin, you know, got this guy you're like any you know better still in the industry um but yeah seriously thank you kevin and rest in peace batman yeah thank you rest in peace so with that on that note um don't want to end this on a bit of a somber note (laughs) unintentionally no i think that's a good i think it is a good way to end it of course um thank you kevin conroy and thanks for all the years of just Thank you for inspiring all of us. Just thank you. You were not just an actor. You were an icon. And you were just an incredible human being. And you were just a tr- such a joy, a treat, Roger. All the words that I can't possibly fit into this sentence. But yeah, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. So yeah, um, would you like to do an outro for the podcast? Sure. What do I say? Um, you could say, um, my name or this is... Ariana Nicole George. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> you could just say your name. I'm a VO performer, writer, blah, 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 blah. You might have heard me in da, 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 da. And this is, or you're watching or listening to the Station Square podcast. Okay, you got it. All right, here we go. This is Ariana Nicole George. And wow, see, I already messed it up. I was just going to be like, you're listening to the Station Square podcast. I mean, you can also, um, like, you could probably do two. (laughs) You could probably do, like, two versions. One, you're just talking normally, and then, like, another where you could just kind of belt out a tune or something. I don't know. (laughs) I just got scared. Um, Okay. Yes. Okay, let's, let's do outro. Here we go. This is Ariana Nicole George. I am a voice actor, performer, and writer, and I have had the pleasure of being on here today. You may have heard me in projects like NBA 2K 2023, Muscle Maddie, Crocaboo, PKM and Legacy, and so many more, and I hope to continue to be heard by you for years to come. That would be amazing. Thank you so much, and this has been Station Square.
perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, and when I said you can like probably sing like the Station Square podcast, that's the little outro jingle. That's something that I. Oh, you want me to make up a jingle? Uh, I mean, if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Do you have a jingle already? I mean, you could just say, "Um, this is the Station Square podcast" or something like that. Okay. Um. And this is the Station Square podcast. Perfect. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> but seriously, um, thank you, Ariana, A N G. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Any last yeah. words or just final? No, that's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um, what's your character's name from the from Muscle Maddie again? I'm so sorry, my brain. Uh, Abby. Abby. Um, I guess Abby can close out this podcast. Sure. Um, thanks so much for coming, and we'll see y'all real soon. And with that, this is Robert Jackson, and thank you so much, y'all, for listening to the... Okay, I'm not going to do the... I'm not going to talk something like... <laughs> uh, anywho's. Anyways, um, thank you. If you've stayed to the very end... Bravo. Um... Pat on the back. I don't know. Um, when cookies or something, get a hot dog or make some dinner. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's really late anyway. So um, yeah, um, I don't have anything else to say. So just stay, stick around. This will probably probably be up at the time of this recording. This will most likely be up tomorrow um, or later this week. We'll see. My socials are at Mystic IRJ. I'm just Robert Jackson everywhere. Um, Stay tuned for more voiceover announcements, podcast episodes, updates, content, creations, I don't know, an occasional dub or two, I don't know, whatever I do, because I'm a man of a million, like, part of me is I like- And be unapologetically passionate yes, about it. I just like to fixate on so much stuff, that's why I just focus on one thing and then the next, Good. and then the next, and then the next. Good. Uh, Love it. But stay Love organized, it. be disciplined. Go get it. And yeah, <laughs> take it easy, y'all. And um, yeah, stay tuned. And until next time on the Station Square Pod... Oh, God. Until next time on the Station Square Podcast, this is Mystic, IRJ, Robert, whatever username I go by, but whatever. This is Robert Jackson signing out for tonight. For tonight. God, well. Tongue... Yeah, so... You can edit it, it's yeah, okay. This won't be edited, so yeah, you get to listen to my screw-ups <laughs> live, because I'm a voice actor. That's what we do on a daily basis, so anyways... Exactly, yes, it happens. It, it always happens, so it's yeah. Human. Until then, see you later, and yeah, good night, everybody. Bye! Bye! Woo! Thank you for listening to the Station Square Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes, guests, and interviews coming soon. Station Square. Bringing your imagination to life.